0: oh man welcome to season two of epic
1: turn yeah i mean it's uh pretty much is kind of like our unofficial season two we took a little bit of a break a little, a little bit. bit 12 weeks <laughs> not since the last episode aired
0: that's true but uh, it's been it was only while. about eight we you recorded
1: the last episode in february
0: that's true so it's been it's been a good four eight weeks, weeks. um mm-hmm.
1: Shh, yeah math. i'm bad at it
0: <laughs> but no this is now the official start of season two of epic turn we need to take a break due to heartbeat some clouds and some other
1: miscellaneous Lots of things. miscellaneous things
0: lots of miscellaneous things but we're back with season two and season two is going to be filled with explosions
1: <laughs> sound effect cue there
0: more explosions. another sound effect. you care. yeah mm-hmm. well, you get what i mean it's going to be it's going to be more epic. more turny more turns, more <laughs> crap. We're running out of yes, the more. of adjectives.
1: But no. Okay. Yeah, but...
0: Anyway, though, but seriously, it is season two of Epic Turn. And what does that mean for you, the listener? That means uh, Brian and I, uh, we had to take a little bit of time off. Um, it was mostly due to, you know, our other jobs uh, that we had to handle. And, you know, we've been thinking about what we're going to do, what we're going to say and that does mean that you guys are going to get more content more social media hopefully more appearances from us not only at gen con but uh we got a couple invites to a couple other little parties so forward to
1: those things i think it'll be fun
0: um, so i'm hoping that means more epic turn doing more things more publicity uh, of course, we're going to be there at, uh, like we said, Gen Con is press, which is a big deal mm-hmm. for us first year. So we're going to try to pull out all the stops, do live recordings, raw live <laughs> recordings. Yes. Where you hear all the shenaniganry as it happens. Shenanigans. But also, I've been sitting down and I've been writing up more of the College of Gaming, which I think is mm-hmm. a great topic and continue to be a fantastic topic. I think there will be some reviews in there as we play some more board games some RPG-ness, and the topic for tonight, which we'll I'll get to in a know, second. For, first,
1: there is one thing uh, I wanted to uh, say. You know, last time we were on the show, we had Jamie uh, Stegmeyer here with us. Oh, man, you took what I was about yeah. to do. Well, yeah, sorry, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> but yeah, so um, his uh, 22 hours ago, as of recording this, uh, Tuscany closed on uh, on Kickstarter.
0: At a fantastic almost half a million dollars. 40
1: are $450,333. Conveniently, $333 over the final stretch goal. Yes. Which is awesome. So, More oh my God, there are going to be so many meeples. <laughs> so many meeples. But this makes
0: it, I believe this makes it, the, as Jamie quoted, I'll be quoting Jamie, the highest Euro game, board game to be funded on I believe it.
1: That is mm-hmm. that is phenomenal. I'm in there uh, for my uh, Rapido copy. I think Tim got in there for his uh, something.
0: I did. I I went for the collectors. I went the hundred dollars. Well, I, I didn't. I did the ninety nine. I gave a dollar because I want Jamie to toast me <laughs> on his live yes, stream. Yes. We are both. We shall both be toasted. Yes. 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 How it should be. Uh, let's see what else is there before we uh, before we go on. Oh, um, Epic Turn has uh, funded a couple of Kickstarters as a group. Um, we have done uh, a couple Third Eye mm-hmm. games, uh, both uh, Divine Instruments and Amp, both a uh, supplement to the game and his new superhero game. So super excited! You will get to your preview, and we'll talk about it once the item hits uh, store shelves. We'll talk about the specific Epic Turn item mm-hmm. i will give you a hint it involves chronos mm-hmm. chronos because you know we're all about time here or the lack thereof lately
1: it's been more the lack thereof
0: <laughs> no joke <laughs> no joke but anyway brian do you have anything else before i introduce the
1: topic of tonight um, well you know i i don't know if it's worth Rehashing an old subject, uh, you know, okay. we talked a while back about what Kickstarter actually is.
0: Oh yeah, this is something I do think we need to just
1: yeah. So you know, on. Kickstarter it is not an investment scheme. It is <laughs> not even really a pre-order store. But people who invested in Oculus seem to be uh, there. Were some of them that were pretty upset.
0: Oh, about yeah. the Facebook buyout. Yeah. Uh like you know uh,
1: I think um Notch has been one of the biggest uh haters on the cell. He I wouldn't say haters. Come on. That's just
0: a little little too much. Let's go with uh rather disappointed. Uh, well,
1: he said that Facebook was creepy and there's not there's now not going to be a Minecraft for uh for Oculus Rift. Okay. And Mine he haters. did not appreciate his $10,000 <laughs> investment being used to build Facebook's Facebook's value. Mm-hmm. And those are pretty much uh, th- those are pretty much direct quotes, uh, with slight paraphrasing built in. So, you know, I mean, it, right. and it made me think back. Though, is like a lot of people do treat Kickstarter as kind of a, a you know an actual investment scheme or a mm-hmm. you know or a minimally a pre order store. Um, this re- is true.
0: Uh, I would say more so the pre order store over the investment, unless it's a technology yeah, well, I thing. Mean,
1: I think best case, it's a pre-order store. If the thing you're backing succeeds, um, right?
0: You know, I, I can agree with that. Re,
1: regardless, though, so, the uh, you, it's not an investment scheme because you know you aren't actually ending up with any ownership stake in the company or the product that you're that you're uh, backing.
0: That's true. Yeah, they're not. It's not like they. If I mean, if one of your reward tiers was stock in the company, that's a little different. Yeah, I don't but even think
1: that's. For, I don't think I it's had, allowed in the terms of service.
0: <laughs> I don't think it is, but also I don't think uh, I've seen that in a terms of service well, either. Even <laughs> well, if I'm it is, of service, course, like a, a goal
1: or a uh, yeah. A I mean, melt. even if it was allowed, like the the legalities of doing something like that is just mind boggling. Yeah. So.
0: Yeah, because it's almost like a like almost like kind of like an IPO in a sense, but not yeah. an IPO.
1: Yeah,
0: it, really, really not an IPO. <laughs> not really yeah, IPO, but you know what I mean. Like you're at that point, you're you're opening your company up to the public mm-hmm. for investment over, you know, doing something like uh, you know private investor yeah. or VC, and investors.
1: in the case of a, uh, basically, you're looking for an angel investor is is what it basically boils down to. But you're not giving away any share of the company to those angel investors.
0: Yes, well, I mean, you saw that with uh, there was a. Uh, there was one Kickstarter that I was backing as a board game, and someone swooped in at the last second and gave them twenty five thousand dollars or something, so it yeah. could get funded. Yeah,
1: you're mm-hmm. looking for that. Yeah, and I mean it's great, and hopefully it works out. But you know that guy that gave twenty five thousand dollars, he may get like the biggest tier reward, a big call out, or dinner with the celebrity or whatever, right? But he's not going to get a you know five percent ownership of the company.
0: No, he's just going to no. get his board game. <laughs> yeah,
1: and I think it's really interesting, though, how people do have a tendency to feel so involved and, uh, and frankly, slightly entitled uh, when those kind of things come up. You know, I mean, uh, there's—I don't know—I if I don't know if it'll ever happen inside the board game world, but there would be nothing stopping one of the bigger, more established board game companies from going by and trying to buy Stonemire if they keep pumping out all these, you know, good hits. Yeah, but, kids. you know, I, I would the guys who backed Tuscany and Viticulture and Euphoria, would they be offended if uh, if something like that were to happen? Possibly. Would you be offended?
0: I would not. I mean, it would mean Jamie becomes more of a game designer and continues to pump out more products. So, no, I
1: would actually think it would be a good thing yeah. for him. But I, I guess uh, it's just kind of an interesting thing just to comment on and observe. Yeah.
0: Well, I mean, there was a there was a uh, Kickstarter I back called Quantum mm-hmm. RPG. And, you know, I backed it for, I think, $35. It was enough to get like a hardback cover, um, you know, a printable version. I mean, a printed yeah. version of the rule book. And it got $40,000 and the guy up and took and left. Like the project left unfinished. The, he published a beta copy mm-hmm. of the book on the forums for certain backers, but then he disappeared. Like no one's heard from him for over a year and a half. And, you know, all these people are raising red flags saying, you know, you took our money. Well, yeah, they did. But at the end of the day, there's nothing you can do about it. Even, you know, Kickstarter in the term service does say they, you know, you can request a refund if they have yet to deliver the product. And that's great. But, you know, at the same time, you have to realize that if it was someone that's no named, that's coming up and doing something, you are taking a huge gamble. Mm -hmm. And I took a huge gamble and it didn't pay off. But you know what? I was out like thirty five dollars. So I'm not really upset.
1: Yeah. And um, like we saw with the uh, doom that hit Atlantic city though, people do get really upset when that scenario happens.
0: Yeah. But luckily there was an angel that came in and in the form of cryptozoic that came in and Mm -hmm. saved it. But um, it's not always going to happen. And I think the biggest thing people need to realize when you go onto Kickstarter is you're taking a gamble, you're taking a risk. It's just like business in the real world. You have to take a risk eventually. And if it doesn't pay off, it doesn't pay off. And in this case, you're not going to get your return on investment. And unfortunately, just like the real world, you have to bite that cost.
1: Mm-hmm. Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Man, that, that was, sad. was sad. Okay. I, I guess uh season two <laughs> over. Let's do. Yeah. Season
0: two. Yes. We'll start yeah. season three no, next um, week. No, um, I, I think the other cool <laughs> Kickstarter for
1: me was uh, we had Mage, the 20th anniversary.
0: Yes. You and your... Unhealthy obsession. With I wouldn't page. call
1: it unhealthy, nor would I strictly call it an obsession. More like a nostalgic funness. Passion. Enjoyment. Obsession. By Calvin
0: Klein. <laughs> I'll be honest. I, I, I did not give money to that version, uh, that one, but I believe... No, no, no! I went for Demon. I did the the New World of
1: Darkness supplement when they when they went. Yeah, for the it, only thing so. that frustrated me about the Mage one is that it was like a hundred and thirty bucks to get a hardcover. Yeah, that's, that's. I mean, they had steep, tons dude. of digital awards rewards before that point, but to actually get a physical hardcover, it was pretty expensive. Um, yeah, that's insane. But, uh, other than that, I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah.
0: I uh, The last Kickstarter things I backed, uh, we both actually backed this. uh. am yep. looking forward to that one.
1: I have received a few Kickstarters yep. that we have yet to play.
0: Ooh, can't wait. What do we What do we have in the uh So backlog? I
1: have, um, oh, wow, I cannot remember the name. It's a- machines oh, yeah, of, uh, machines, of, death, machines of Death. Oh, yeah, I have that one. Machines of Death. Nice big box. So mm-hmm. many cards. I challenge you to <laughs> leave this one Timmy.
0: Oh, good, because
1: we're going to get to that topic here in oh a minute, but boy, continue. again. Um, <laughs> yeah, so it, really nice. I thought, like the nice wooden box. It has bunches and bunches of cards. I, I flipped through a few of them. It looks entertaining. Uh, I'm hoping next board game night we can all get together and, and have fun with that. Um, mm-hmm. There was a kind of a mini game that was a, a Japanese card game, but I cannot remember the name of it. Let me look it up. Um, okay. I think those are the only two I've actually received recently. How about you?
0: I have not received any of my Kickstarting, my Kickstarters in a while, but what I did back and what I'm really excited about is the winner of a ton, and I mean a ton of, not, 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 it's on the tip of my tongue, and it's going to bother me until I get it off the tip of my tongue, Oh, of a bunch of Ennies mm-hmm. last year. Uh, Shadows over Asterin did their latest Kickstarter, uh for their third book which is all about the which is a kind of um uh what's the uh, it's called the, the monastery of tuath any shouts fans please correct me uh via twitter if i pronounce that wrong or you can even give me full pronunciations but it's supposed to be like war of the rose inspired and is the third mm-hmm. supplement and the Astra in line that's being translated to English. And they they finished out, you know, 137,000 of their $20,000 nice. goal. And so I was really excited about that. Um so I don't have to pick it up at GenCon this year, which is, you know, a bonus. <laughs> Yay. Hey, less things to carry around, um, and the one I'm really super excited about, like it is the like I I think I backed it within this first couple seconds of being live was the expansion to miskatonic School I, for Girls. I didn't see that. You didn't link it to me. Oh, I thought I did. Sorry. I will make sure it's in awesome. The show notes. Awesome. Yes, it's the holiday break mm-hmm. expansion. You can. Uh, it's a mini expansion that's going to include new mechanics, new cards. So, and they, it went up, it's for 19 days. So you still have plenty of time listeners to go back a fantastic, fantastic board game, a reverse deck builder mm-hmm. for those who have not listened to our I show. i
1: talk about it a, little, a few, one, few too many times. Um, well, yeah. Well, what can we say? It's one of those games that stands <laughs> out so well, much. it has a different thing to it. So, uh, oh, the game I could, yeah. I had a hard time remembering the name of it. it's called Tessin.
0: Oh, yes. Tessin. I did not back that
1: one. I I literally put it out a mm. remind me. Got the email. Forgot yeah. The so it's, um, you know, it's a 15 minute card game is what they say. And it's set in feudal Japan. So mm-hmm. uh, it's supposed to be very thematic. Um, I, I got it. I have not opened it yet, but uh, I'm looking forward to pulling oh. that out for the next board game uh, night.
0: Well, I I do like my 15 minute card games. I mean, you know me. Yeah. I love Suro. Well, you know, this for is also that
1: you no. Know, that's also kind of Japanese, Chinese so Yeah. <laughs> uh, I was I was talking more yeah, about the 15 yeah, minutes. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, I'm waiting. Mm-hmm. Currently, I'm still waiting on my double six dice. Those are supposed to be here in August. Ooh. And yep. um, it looks like Tiny Epic Team and in Tuscany. Are both going to be here in September if they if they meet their deadline for me? Yeah, that'll, awesome. uh, that'll be that a lot of fun, and I think the the other big thing is you know uh, we had we had the good good guy from uh, Korporea, uh come on. Yep, yeah, Mark Clemens, uh, uh, Mark he uh, yep. he spoke it up. And if all goes well, we'll be getting our copies in next month. I hope so.
0: I actually am. Uh, I've been I've been going between Estrin, Shadow Shadowrun and mm-hmm. Kaporia, and. I'm p- probably leaning to either Kapori or Esther And Esther is just because I just, you know, spent, you know, $135. <laughs> but, you know, uh, we'll see. Uh, probably, I don't know. It, it's one of those things. And the only reason I'm leaning towards Caporia is because, you know, Brian, you and you and me are actually featured know, in that it's kinda, book.
1: kind of creepy. Yeah, it looks just really like you. Not really. Not really.
0: really, really. No. But we're both featured in the book. So it'll be interesting to see for all those who don't know, you can, when you read the book, it says our, our wonderful names in there under mm-hmm. one of the backing tiers.
1: So please don't stalk us. <laughs> the last time someone stalked to me, it made him feel
0: special. <laughs> I, I still cry at night. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> no, but seriously, though, uh, those, I mean, great stuff coming in from our Kickstarters and, you know, the people we continue to back, such as Jamie, Aloy, uh i think it's level 11 to fun is the miskatonic people uh just double checking to make sure i'm right um yeah uh level 11 fun uh they are really good uh i I can't wait to because continue to see better products and more products and fantastic products from them so keep up the good work guys
1: so topic the main reason for the show um i thought so we could sit around talk about things we like well, this is that, well, yeah. That's what the topic is, though. It's something I I am really excited about. Around. dragon sleeves. I'm gonna let you talk, and I'll take a nap.
0: No, it's okay. not about dragon sleeves. Even though I need to order a case to finish sleeping, like for my board I games. just <laughs> invest in the damn company
1: and just watch you make my stock go up.
0: You mean fantasy? You mm-hmm. mean fantasy flight games? They, they, they cannot sell anything <laughs> else. And
1: just your yeah.
0: Just sell me sell me a case mm-hmm. of dragon sleeves a month. So, um. <clears throat> which users i mean not users blah so he's saying users lately uh listeners if you in my background i apologize you are hearing a dog i have a one-year-old corgi he
1: claims to and he
0: can be a little yes he is a, sometimes can be a little barky so i apologize if you're hearing this in the background of the recording <laughs> but anyway so back to my topic so today i was talking to our good buddy todd okay. roland because ag's doing some really interesting stuff besides nerfing my cranes which yes i'm looking at you brand manager fellow 5r that's not todd but he knows who i is you know who you anyway, are anyway so yes you nerfed my cranes even though it needed to be done anyway <laughs> so they made it they made an announcement today i was talking to todd and i was kind of I, I i ended up going on twitter because i thought it was really exciting and it's the the main topic i wanted to bring up um is they announced a big box for Up, mm-hmm. and they did something that you know I, it, it it makes me cry a little bit every time it happens is in the description of the big box they say you know it's gonna it's be able to hold all three expansions. i mean the base game plus all three expansions mm-hmm. fully sleeved hmm so my topic is and it's more of not like a rant, but, a, a you know, a, all board gamers can feel me here when I say, you know, there are some things annoying about packaging. Yeah. And that's what I wanted to talk about, because this past week, I've also sleeved a couple other board games I've bought. And I just realized I have so much frustration. And it's I love it. I love it about the hobby, but it's also very frustrating and it's. Companies like AEG, Privateer press, they go the extra mile to make sure people like me <laughs> – I know I'm not the only oh, one. Oh, no, no, you are. Like,
1: no, I'm not. You and I both have talked about this in great lately you know, I, I think some of the ones that, that drive me the most nuts are the ones that just don't seem to even bother to ever try to put the game back in the box. Yes, exactly. You know, I mean, <laughs> great games, great pieces. They all fit and they're great when you're unpacking it, But after you get everything punched out and you get everything unwrapped, the damn things don't fit back. and They never do. No. Some, you know, some you can see like they actually bothered and they cared. You know, they did some efforts to make sure everything fit back. But um, I don't even want to go into naming off the games. But, you know, it's the ones that just have the, no. the little cardboard like U-shape that fits in the middle of the box.
0: <laughs> you know, we got the yep. trough
1: in the middle and you got the flaps underneath on the sides with a little bit of space uh-huh. to stack the board on top. Screw yeah. everything about those.
0: See, here's my thing.
1: Just, 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 I would up. rather.
0: Yeah. Just like mm-hmm. the box. Like, I mean, it's to the point where there are a ton of games that both you and I own, Brian, where we have gone to like Joann's or michael's or you know other any other craft store and we've bought plastic dividers i mean mm-hmm. like spartacus seven wonders we've done this with now to be fair their box design might be really good but it's also it makes it easier for us to pack up and clean up and mm-hmm. etc but those are the ones i'm not talking about because again we're not going to name
1: name any companies name any games it's not not try to drag through mud well, but, you know, and the design I'm talking about is not just like it's not a guilt of just one company. And you can tell mm-hmm. it's not even a guilt of that company as a whole, because not every games made by those companies have those box styles. Um, Agree. But whatever team that is responsible for packing those just doesn't seem to care.
0: <laughs> it's like I, uh, hey, guys, it's ready to ship off, but there's a ton of pieces in here. Yeah, just put one piece yeah, of cardboard, a, piece of cardboard, of cardboard a couple of plastic baggies. Go yeah no but as as AG said they they were proud it was actually part of their uh, in their description mm-hmm. of the product. They actually say it will fit mm-hmm. your sleeve cards now that right there makes me go that's amazing like that makes me feel special inside mm-hmm. and it's not it's not just because I'm a collector, but it it's that extra it's that mm-hmm. extra mile. Well, I think it really
1: shows that it sets these guys apart from some of the other ones like um you know Jamie obviously takes it into consideration I think when he makes his games. Um, you know, uh, I think the, what was that? It was the blood, not blood bowl. The one from, um, I can see the damn thing in my head, the war machines, <laughs> car, a building card game, our collectible car, uh, deck building game.
0: Uh, well there was blood bowl and then there was no, invasion. no, the war machines. Oh, War Machines. Oh, uh, you're talking about High Command. Yeah, they took extra good care for that one as well. And and
1: so, I mean, it was obviously very well laid out, very well done. You know, they actually cared. It would all fit in there, all sleeved.
0: Well, and they also Mm -hmm. prepared ahead of time for expansions. Like, they knew they were going to be doing expansions, so they went ahead and gave you so many, like, dividers, so you could say, okay, I'm going to put all my cricks in this line or I'm going to put all my, you know... uh, legions ever play in this line and you could sit there and as they've come
1: out with the expansions you could sleeve it and immediately put it in and they still had enough yeah, and room. you just don't see that kind of care or consideration done most of the time anymore
0: no and it, it I, I don't know for me it, it kind of bothers me and it's something that it, again I'm, I'm so passionate about the hobby that i i, I can't fathom on how or why we can't get these simple things. Like it's, it's. I think there's a there's something to be said that there are people making money on Kickstarter and through you know the various communities of selling things like a Dominion case that holds all of your Dominion sets. Well, admittedly, or, Dominion
1: put more care into it than a lot of them just in their in their default box. That is true.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes, that is true. Though you have to do a little bit of finagling to kind of get the cards in their sleeve. Yeah. Just like they, they um, were not they
1: were not planned for sleeve like cards, had, but they. You, but at least you had slots for them and you had dividers and stuff.
0: No, that's true. That that part I cannot uh I can argue, but it's but going that extra mile is kinda like with uh DC Deck Builder, right? I have to I had to modify the box in order to get the sleep carts in. I, I just feel, you know,
1: m- most people who want their board games to last are going to go that uh, extra I'll mile. give this to DC Deck Builder though again, without sleeves. Everything fit very nice and it was it was a good box. Yes it did. Um yeah, you know, so yeah. So it's um there there's a difference between zero care, caring as it comes, and planning for the enthusiasts that sleeve every card of in cards against humanity. Um What are you trying to say, Brian? Trying to say it costs more money to buy the game than it does to buy the sleeves. <laughs> our you know, sleeves cost more money than it would take to build a whole another copy of the game. I and it's not like you have to have all the cards to play. If a card gets damaged, you get one of the blinks out. You write the damn thing back there. Yeah,
0: but Brian, my copy is going to last a lot longer I don't than yours. Care. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Yeah, but there's some sets. Insides, wouldn't you love the fun? What happens if you
1: buy another box and you mix it back in and then you have like two of the trump cards pop up on the same play? That would be hilarious. The MFN sorcerer. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Crying in a pool of children's tears.
0: (laughs) But no, I mean, seriously, though, it's just I don't I don't get it. Like, I just I think it's sad that you had to put that as your selling point for people to buy said box. Like, I think it's a great thing, and I'm very happy AG did it, but it's also one of those things that, like, I, I sit back and go, why don't companies just go ahead and assume people yeah. are going to do it? Like, there's a lot of Kickstarters I back, like deck builders, where one of the, one of the tier goals or one of the uh, stretch goals is everybody gets the game mm-hmm. with sleeves. You know, it's kind of like one of those things, like, well, of course. Or, like, for example, F- Fantasy Flight, when you buy a board game on their site, they tell you what sleeves to buy for it. Mm-hmm. You know, then why not just oh, go the I extra say, mile? I think it's a
1: major sin oh, for a, a, a mm-hmm. company to tell you what size sleeves to get and it'd be wrong. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's a huge yeah. to me. That's
1: I would rather you not twice. tell me at all and force me to figure it out. <laughs>
0: yes. Make me use Board Game Geek to ask someone else who has made the yes. mistake. I mean, first. <laughs> just saying, like,
1: if, if you're going to tell me, make sure it's true. <laughs> Yes, that part I can agree with you, (laughs)
0: but I mean I just it's it's those little things, and it's not just okay. So we we talk a lot Mm -hmm. about just cards, right? But the same goes true for like boards, because there are some games like a really good example of a a board that's well a a box that's well designed and fits everything. Kinda is uh, House of Hunting. Yeah,
1: they do a pretty good job. They do a pretty good job.
0: They do a great job because all your tiles mm-hmm. sit in one spot, your character cards sit in one spot, your mini sit underneath the character cards. So yeah. they do a good job. Um, the I
1: think one of my favorite boxes has to be the, um, uh, cutthroat caverns. Yeah. Cutthroat caverns. I mean, the big, it, yep. Again, that was they, a big you, box. They put it out towards <laughs> the end after it had four expansions, but yeah, they did a mm-hmm. great job. And even if it's impossible to sort the pieces, but you know, everything fits. So, yeah. Okay. We have these mm-hmm. scenarios here. Horrible box. Mm-hmm. horrible box horrible what box horrible box what can we do in the event of a horrible box to fix it
0: well so I'm going to go with uh, I'm going to do the the what we did for okay. uh, Arkham Horror just because it's on the top of my head also I just had to finish doing it to Ultra Horror which okay. I just got so the first step is you open the box you realize it's a one cardboard insert and you're probably mm-hmm. screwed So the first thing you do is if you have a ton of punches, let's say it's like little uh, circular punches and you have some meeples, hopefully if you don't have the baggies for the different colored meeples, go run to the store, grab some baggies. Actually, I'll restart. Here's my typical shopping list for a board game (laughs) (laughs) is baggies, either small sandwich style or large freezer, depending the large freezer is usually not used, but if I have a ton of small stuff, I'll do all the small stuff in the freezer bag. I mean, that seems like it's very
1: wasteful, like space-wise, because I mean, a lot of these boxes don't have a lot of room to put everything in if you're bundling, balling up, you know, 40 Ziplocs in there with it, so. Oh, I mean, you can, you can doesn't mean it's good. I mean.
0: You take out the cardboard insert and throw well, it away. Yeah.
1: Step one, <laughs> <laughs> dispose of useless <laughs> materials, um, but yeah, step, I know you can go to two. some hobby stores and actually get the, you know, tall, narrow, um, yeah, those type of uh, ziplocks, yeah, and, and I think those will be preferable good. for most use cases.
0: Yes, but the thing is I'm, fa- I'm factoring in if you don't have a hobby shop in your town.
1: There's this wonderful thing called the internet, which I'm sure all of our listeners have. <laughs> if they don't, congratulations, <laughs> listeners. How are <would> you listening? <laughs> no. Now, I'm gonna wonder how you're listening
0: yes. to this, but no, seriously though. So, baggies in whatever mm-hmm. form, um, yes, I do own, I do the same thing. I do. I have gone to like Hobby City or order them off Amazon. But standard, if you just want cheap, real easy, go to Publix, Walmart, whatever. Small sandwich bags are great for this. Uh, then I usually go to Michaels, Joanne's in the bead section, mm-hmm. bead jewelry section is they make these wonderful plastic containers that are separated into, like, uh, what, 12 Depends on four how by big threes the boxes.
1: Or... Yeah, but, I mean, they're, they're divided yeah. plastic, you know, propylene boxes with little snap-on lids. But I actually have a complaint about those.
0: Okay, what's your complaint? Um,
1: so many of the times, the games, they don't fit mm-hmm. back in the original boxes, even if you take the inserts out.
0: Yes, and that is just, uh, I hate saying it, but it is just, a de- it is just uh, you're just going to have to suffer. I mean, how many games do we have that have? The does, but that the just problem is, is like
1: at the point we're at, we have 20, you know, these little white boxes that, you know, more or less all look the same. And some, <laughs> we have some of them, on them, some of them, you know, so we have like a <laughs> stack of like 20 little boxes. And then we have these stack of Mm -hmm. board games. We're like, which game do we want to play? And we go and we pull it out. We haven't played it for a while. And then we go. It's like, wait, where are the missing pieces? And then we have to go through the damn stack and find the missing box. And it's just really, really frustrating. It Um, can be. I would love,
0: but that's where the little little baggies come in. If you don't want to go the plastic divider route, or if you can't go the plastic divider, yeah, but (sighs) kind (laughs) of.
1: It's just it's not a good feeling. I mean. It, it's you not know, and always, then, but and then there's the the other thing that neither of these solutions work well for, and that's cards. And yeah, because I mean, so many well. of these have <laughs> cards as a component, and uh, mm-hmm. you can get the ziplocs that can hold cards, but they can only hold so many. So if you get past one ish ziplocs worth of cards, it gets yeah, it, kind of it gets kind of annoying, and they never fit in those tackle yeah, it's boxes. It's kind of messy.
0: No, I usually go with, for example, for Netrunner, with all the data packs that are out now, I have one box in Netrunner that holds all the miscellaneous pieces, the counters, the clicks, the tokens, all in baggies. And then I have a 1600 count box that holds all the cards.
1: Yeah. It's a little annoying to lug around. So now in in some scenarios, some games, we mm -hmm. have a box... With cardboard and ins- or with like cardboard, you know, big boards stuff like that. Mm-hmm. We have a tackle box full of little pieces, and then we have a big yep. card box. In the most extreme case, that means yes. we have to carry around these three bloody boxes for one game. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, that's how it is. It just drives me crazy, man. I won- I agree.
0: Right. Like, that's why I want I mean, to talk it- about
1: it. <laughs> I really wish, like, I could get a Maker Bot. And mm-hmm. do 3D modeling to design inserts, ideally for the original box.
0: In most cases, that would that be
1: nice. You we know? could just print out and drop in the box, and everything would be fine.
0: But the problem you run into, and I'll give it a good example, is things like Dominion, where you have tons and tons mm-hmm. of sets. It doesn't really work but then, out. then you for know that. what? You could print a
1: whole or, new box. <laughs> Or get a bigger cardboard box and then make an insert for it. <laughs> yeah, but
0: again, then it comes to the same thing. You're now carrying around a huge well, box. Oh,
1: but if with a thing like so, Dominion that you're talking about, where there's, you know, six, you know, a thousand, two thousand cards, I don't know how many cards there are now.
0: Oh, there's yeah. too many to count. To be but, honest you know, with if you. we had
1: that, oh, but- then, you know, with a game like that, I mean, it's not that big of a deal if you're carrying around a big box. At that point, though, you might as well be getting one of those briefcases that folds out, and you can print an insert for the briefcase.
0: (laughs) Yes, and that's how I've seen people do that. And then you have a nice little
1: handcuff, and you carry around your Dominion copy with your custom printed inserts. (laughs) (laughs) And you never leave. No, someone's gonna steal that shit because it's nice. Yeah. So I mean, I don't know.
0: No, but it, it's true. I mean, it's 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 kind of sad when you look at your your board game collection and you have more boxes than games you have bought.
1: Yeah, I mean, and there's also just like the nice factor about you know all the not every game of course has it, but the pretty artwork that you know you end up not being able to attach to the game anymore. Like I think that's probably my saddest thing yeah. about Miskatonic School for Girls. Yes, you know we ended up so. putting all the cards in a old magic. <laughs> um, yeah, Fat, fat Pack box. and just setting the boards yep. on top of it. Yep. <clears throat> I still have the Miskatonic box. Yeah, but that's but how yes. the thing is kept up in our group, and it's it's sad. It's yeah. Very sad.
0: But I, I think this is like a, a call-out. I know we're not the only mm-hmm. people that say this. I mean, and that's the, I think that's what kind of strikes me as the... It's kind of like the 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 part of again that's that passion of yeah. the hobby is that it's all of us that say it's like look can we just have a box where we can stick See, all what the crap in I'm really in hearing it, though is like, that you want
1: to get people to buy us a MakerBot so <laughs> that we can release open source designs for for box inserts.
0: Sure, that's exactly what. Okay, I'm saying. maybe
1: that's just a dream of mine. <laughs> but
0: ladies and gentlemen epic turn presents how to actually put your board games in your yes. box
1: unfortunately the maker bot's like a thousand bucks and well i, well, we'll I mean let's like face it. it if we we need to spend that much money on like equipment for gen con not a maker bot but if i really want a MakerBot. that'd be so cool that would be kind
0: of cool be like All right. So we just bought a copy of Arkham. All right.
1: Everything works. Could you imagine how many many different iterations of the box we'd have to go through to find one we actually liked? Yeah. Could you imagine trying to do this for Twilight (laughs) Imperium? No, I'll just take a tackle box, please. That's the problem with Twilight Imperium. You don't need a tackle box. You need like 20 tackle boxes. How, what did, what did Craig do? Didn't he do one, just one large tackle box? Right. And he has, and this is with none of the expansions. He has two really large Mm -hmm. ones. Um, one of them has a lot of big compartments and a big flat compartment. And, you know, so that's where he stores like Mm -hmm. the big pieces. And then he has another one that inside of it is just a series of small tackle, like small boxes with a few containers. And there's like 15 or 16 or 18 of those. And and right. all of those are full. All of the stuff in the other one's full. And that was with zero of the expansions. I have the, I have the same setup and I have the expansions and I just didn't punch out a lot of it. And it's still sitting in the boxes.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's, that's Twilight Imperium. Yeah,
1: but I think it's you. also Terra Mystica, Clips.
0: Yeah. Yep. Terra Mystica,
1: Um, I started punching it out.
0: Sorry, mm-hmm. just, just sidetrack. I started punching it out and I quickly realized that it's going to take a lot more than what... Like, I, I actually stopped. I put it down and went, when we finally mm-hmm. decide to play this, I'll think about how I'm going to store yeah. it.
1: But, I mean, wouldn't it be cool, though, to be able to sit there and, and be like, I'm going to print out this design of, of pieces to make the insert, glue them together, put them in the mm-hmm. box, and do that for a few games and then go back and do another iteration over it, do it again. And eventually you'd have something that would be, like, really nice and really usable. You know, because, like, that'd I could see... Nice. Like Twilight Imperium, one of the things is like, you know, you want to have a different tray for each color army, right? So if you had these mm-hmm. small little trays that you printed a bunch of and then you just have like a slide in place so they all dropped in inside like a – inside a bigger mm-hmm. insert. And then you just That'd pop nice. those out and you hand out the color of the armies. And then you you, you do that, a very similar thing for all yeah. the different little uh, – you know, all the, all the tokens that go with each race because each race – and there's like 20 of them with all the expansions – have a set of tokens. Mm -hmm. And so you need like a little small tray for the race. That's independent of the army color, Mm -hmm. you know? So if you had that and then combine that with like a a section for the big things, yeah, you're probably talking a pretty big box. I don't think it would fit in the original. It would not, but (laughs) it'd be pretty cool. But
0: what I would actually like to see if, if it wasn't someone that did it such as like us, for example, but, A company, you know, took a step back when they design like a giant 4X game or they do something, you know, substantial. And they're like, okay, we know we're going to do two expansions, right? Like we know out the gate we're going to be able to make money on this. Plan the box to do that. Like, for example, like Smash Up, when it originally came out it planned for at least two expansions. Like you could tell just right, from the but box. but that's, stuff. you know,
1: that's AEG. They're an experienced company and they have the resources to know that, you know, what has a good chance of succeeding. And they have the, um, Exactly. So you know, they also have the money to quote unquote waste on the initial box. Where right. a small startup on Kickstarter, A, probably doesn't have the foresight. B, Might doesn't have the money to just waste. <laughs> I would go
0: so much for B or, well, no, well, A, Well, it's, it's a combination,
1: a. right? I mean, they, they mm. with yeah, Kickstarter, yeah. even popular ones, you have so many things that you have to add on, so many things you have to do. Mm-hmm. Is there really money to spend on a, a box hoping p- people like the game enough that you're going to make two expansions?
0: Valid point. Well, I think there is a thing that once you, if, you're, if your Kickstarter takes off, Let's say, for example, Jamie.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: He already planned into his Kickstarter, now given he's had a couple yeah, he, successes. Well,
1: I mean, he, he gives lessons on how to do Kickstarters.
0: Yes, he does. By the way, if anybody listening, you want to check how to do a proper Kickstarter, look up Jamie Stegmeyer of Stonemaier Games. Yeah. The guy's knowledgeable. Just throw it out there. But... You know, but again, he's he's come, he comes from that background, though, of mm-hmm. playing board games like, you know, we sat and talked to him. We we sat there and reminisced about games we played, you know, when he was a kid, what we played when we were kids. And, you know, you have that that understanding even then. I mean, I don't mean to be rude, but my Monopoly copy from the mm-hmm. 80s was properly divided. <laughs> and that was Milton Bradley in the 80s. And yet I can't get a board game today that can't do that. Just saying.
1: Okay, I think you just sold me, man. We're going to go back and play Monopoly on the next game night.
0: Yes, God, I can't wait to auction off
1: boardwalk. You know what? Screw that. <laughs> I just remembered how much uh, how much I love and hate Monopoly. I Monopoly, love it, and you know, I hate it's, it. it. It's like my it's like my
0: opinion of um, it's like my opinion of Clue. Mm-hmm. I love Clue, but
1: I freaking hate. Clue. <laughs> yep i think you got that (laughs) yeah but
0: But that i mean like i said it's just one of those things that when you know when i look and think on it that is one thing that bugs me down to my core when i buy a board game um and you know sometimes i do my research and i go okay i'm gonna deal with 300 cards i go and order 300 you know i order three things of dragon sleeves i know i'm gonna have you know this many tokens and this many things and it's um it's frustrating, but you know what I think it's correctable and I think there are companies out there that, who are correcting this who are noticing yeah. these things and I guess this is me doing a cry out to any game designer that's listening to us still after our long hiatus which please please come back <laughs> um, <laughs> no, but seriously if you're listening like that's one thing I think sets like gets me wanting to buy more products from you is when the box is well designed. I mean, you could have a terrible mm-hmm. rule set and I might not buy it afterwards, but one thing I, I look for and one of the things like when I'm like when I'm writing a review or I'm sitting there, like that's the first thing I look at is I look at the quality of the product and that includes the box yeah. because like when I want to drive over to to Brian's or I want to drive over to the foundry, our local game shop here, I don't like lugging 20, 30 boxes. I like lugging just the
1: game. Yeah. Ooh, Seven Wonders. Good example of a good box.
0: Uh, yes, fantastic. Except for I go the, I, I kind of go a little overboard and buy the plastic set yeah. outside of it. So, so it's easily to pack
1: up and well, to grab a, and pieces of Here's one piece of, of advice it. I think I'd give to potential game uh, makers too. It's like So you, you make the first game and you don't have any big plans past that, right? And so you have a very small, simplistic box. Mm-hmm. why not when you do the expansion, you have it so that the original game fits into the expansion box. Mm, and then, point. you know, maybe next time you do another expansion, you do the same thing again, where all that old content again could fit in.
0: Yeah. That would not I mean, be a of course I, of I, I guess it. that would
1: increase the cost of your expansions.
0: It would, because you're talking about more, you know, a little bit yeah, more Yeah but printing if you're, cost
1: base game is cheaper as a result. And I don't know. It's an idea.
0: Mm. I think it's a, just a thing that everybody gets into in that. I think it comes down more so to listening to how people feel about your game after they've been, after yeah. they've bought it. I think that's what this is more about in terms of planning for the future. But yeah, that's my rant. Like, it just I had a fun time sleeping and uh sleeving Seven Wonders and packing up Eldric horror that I felt it was a good topic to just kinda get out off my chest and discuss with
1: my my co host. Well oh, I'm glad you came to me and you felt open enough and safe enough to express your frustration. It was
0: a, it was a magic moment.
1: <laughs> I I but on I the not have enough on alcohol for that. Topics. Sorry. What? So,
0: so, so on to different topics. So there's a couple more news things I want to kind of close. Okay, and I out actually of. have a little bit of follow up from a
1: listener. Oh, I'll let you do yours first. No, I'll How let you go, go, go first I'll, and then we'll do an FU. An FU. An
0: FU. FU. Follow up. Okay. I was like, hmm. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm looking ahead, Brian, because, you know, for me, I am so people understand kind of how our dynamic works, because I think it's important so they know their host is I do a lot of topic picking. I, I do a lot of research uh, outside the show. I do a lot of communication between guests. Brian is my technical master when it comes to doing the podcast. And so we, we, we kind of feed off each other. And so I've been doing a lot of research into, you know, our GenCon situation, you know, guess we want to talk to games that are coming out. And lo and behold last week Brian, you know, you and I were we're we're sitting down and we're talking. And I showed you what was coming out in June. And I want to get your thoughts. Are are we competing this year, buddy? Are we
1: are we I doing I this? I don't remember what you're talking we, about.
0: Oh.
1: Ascension. <laughs> That's another show. Oh, yeah, I mean, I, I think you can go back That's, and listen uh, to one of our old shows where we talk about our love and our disappointment of Ascension in the most recent years, and I don't know if what they're showing in the new one is going to fix or make it worse.
0: Time will tell. So right.
1: I, I might be tempted. I, I would be more tempted to sit in on a tournament than I would be at buying the game at this point. Um, okay, All right. which I think is kind of sad. Yeah, but I mm-hmm. 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 okay. I I just wanted to know
0: before you know, as I, I'm I'm just kind of going over like some of the games I'm expecting for this year. I mean, you know, there's rumor, Brian, that we could be seeing a Spartacus, ex- a new Spartacus Yay. expansion. Come, we still need to play the old one. Uh, come check. I know we still need to play six man, six man <laughs> all night. Go.
1: <laughs> yes, all night. Um, no, but uh,
0: <laughs> But so there's that. Uh, another another topic, uh not another topic, another game I'm really looking forward to um just because mm-hmm. I like the card version is Sentinels of the Multiverse has a they did a Kickstarter on it. And they're now doing a tactics version. So it's going to be more, you know, little miniature style game. So it'll be interesting to get our hands on that, hopefully at Gen Con, which I'm really looking forward to. Uh, just because I would like to see how they're going to take that you versus the villain uh, mechanic yeah. out to. the uh, tactics uh, game. Has
1: the DC uh, deck builder expansion been released yet?
0: It has. Okay. I have it on order. I, it I'm really it.
1: curious to see that because I love the base game and I'm curious at how they will either f- fix my few perceived problems with it or make them worse or leave them the same. Well, even here's the thing I mean, that could th- still happen. Right. Well, here's the thing is they have a,
0: using that system. I forgot what it's called. I want to say Gemini yeah, or remember. something like that. Uh, they, uh, they are now also uh, coming out uh, later this, this month or may they're going to do street. Okay. The that
1: could be inter- That could be interesting.
0: Because it's again, I'm gonna probably pick it up because it's mm-hmm. I like Cryptozoic. Um, they also expanded their Adventure Time card game. They're actually making it into a collectible. Huh. They're actually doing a whole poster
1: okay. set, which is awesome. I still um, haven't I'm seen it. am hoping to actually time. like sit down
0: and.
1: Oh, it's a great yeah. show. You need to
0: watch it. But oh you my know God, what's you awesome? You need
1: to watch it The Season of Archer. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Yeah.
0: Oh, yes. Which, haha, another thing cryptzoic is releasing an archer oh, party, okay i'm
1: uh as soon as it gets ready for pre-order tell me yeah
0: i will oh trust okay. me i'm keeping an <laughs> eye on everything um uh blood bowl has a new expansion but uh you know there's a, there's a lot of games that you know i was i was kind of i'll be honest i was looking at the initial like looking over publishers initial kind of feel out for um for gen con and i was i was kind of on the i'll be honest i was kind of on the uh, I think last year was very epic in terms of what was mm-hmm. coming down the pipe. Um, you know, we have Firefly releasing. We had, uh, well, for me, there was a lot of stuff with Star Wars and Netrunner, uh, more shows of restaurant. Um, you know, there was a lot of stuff coming out of us. Uh, you I mean, you picked up Spirium. Uh, I guess it's just because a lot of people are keeping their, playing their yeah. cards close that we haven't got to see a ton of stuff. So I'm, I'm, you know, I'm spending most of my time researching on like things that we're going to get our hands on. And, you know, there's going to be a show coming up where Brian and I, we did it last year before Gen Con. We will do it this year before Gen Con, where we go through the, the supposed list of releases or supposed list of what we can try. And you're going to hear us just go back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. (laughs) So we got that coming up. Um, I got a couple of reviews in the pipe that I want to talk about, about games, both Brian and I can sit in, that. We've sat down mm-hmm. and enjoyed together. Um, again, uh, college college of gaming. Um, my next big, big topic that, uh, I want to talk about is, um, Oh, sorry. I need to grab a drink of water. Hold on my throat's getting a little dry. <laughs> mm. <sighs> it's been a while since I've had to talk this much. <laughs> um, Uh, The College of Gaming, one of the the next pieces I want to talk about is uh, writing plot hooks and how to get your players into it, which is going to be a really interesting one because Brian and I both have different approaches. I I, I, I rolled the die. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, that's my part Uh, of that
1: episode. I should have saved it.
0: You should have saved it. Okay. Shocks. We also have, um, I'm working on a uh, kind of a local game shop episode which we will probably film at one of our shops here in fun. which we would encourage anybody to come out to um you know come out enjoy come talk with us because i'll tell you this one tell you right now uh there is nothing more important than supporting your local game shop especially for us in the hobby So we got that episode being planned out, uh, Brian again, Brian's hearing all about this for the first time. So this is kind of funny because I'm thinking he's probably face palming the whole time I'm doing this.
1: I I started that about Um, an hour ago.
0: Oh, sweet. Thanks. Uh, so that's, that's kind of like what I have coming down the pipe and I kind of wanted to give people, you know, the expectation of what they can plan for, what they're, you know, that we aren't just going to be pulling stuff completely out of our butts, um, we're going to do that from time to time because sometimes stress gets to us or the job gets to us.
1: Mm -hmm. But um, I think I I, I do think we're going to try to get some great guests on this year.
0: Yep. I already have that word being worked (laughs) on as well. (laughs) I can't, the thing is I'm not going to mention names because I hate promising something that we're not going to do, but I will tell you that um, I have, I sent probably four or five emails this week to new guests, brand new guests, a couple of reoccurring guests um is gonna come on for his next Kickstarter, which I'm super excited about. We've mentioned it offhand a couple times, uh, but uh yeah, like he's he's a planned guest and um so we got some yeah, some guests as Brian has said. And I just want people to know that, you know, Brian and I are also going with a new format where we just kind of go off the cuff. We have a kind of a main topic mm-hmm. in a sense, but we just kind of let the conversation flow. Yeah.
1: Um, um yeah, we, have, we, have, we do have an announcement in a couple of weeks, I think. If all goes well. Yeah.
0: We do. I forgot. Oh, yeah. The, yeah. I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. If all goes well.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: If all goes well, uh, hopefully we'll have a, a huge announcement, which will be awesome. Um, and, of course, uh, we will be, uh, hopefully, as long as everything goes according and plan on my side, uh, doing another True Dungeon episode, um, having the True Dungeon cast on before we get to Gen Con, so we can hopefully spoil some <laughs> some things about True Dungeon <laughs> or Brian and I are going to try. Yes, we will interrogate them and they will
1: stare at us angrily. Uh, and they'll be like, i no, sorry, We are sorry. We didn't mean to. <laughs> we, we didn't mean no, to say no, that. No, 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 no. We'll just uh, we'll now, we're sorry. Yes, so this is us,
0: you know, there's a lot of times where I, I know our listeners are going, yeah, they talk about what they're going to do, what they're going to do, but uh, Brian and I have both sat back and uh, after this long hiatus, We have determined that it's 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 all all steam ahead now that, uh, you know, things like Heartbleed and, you know, Fluffy Clouds are out of our immediate Mm -hmm. vicinity. mm, Mm -hmm. But yeah, so this is us saying welcome to season two of Epic Turn and it's going to be here is our
1: only uh, only follow up from season one left to go. Um, I got the dates wrong when we were talking about books. Yeah, so oh. the date I gave for um, Interview with a Vampire, when I looked it up, mm-hmm. was actually the date mm-hmm. that the movie came out. The sad part, Brian, is I don't remember what we were discussing about we with Interview We were comparing it and the we, – we, well, more precisely, we were talking about the social impact oh, of Laurel right. K. Hamilton on the genre. Yes. And I still believe that she had a significant one, but she was not contemporaries with uh, Interview with a Vampire like I was – like my by my hasty Google search led me to believe. Um, right. So, interview with a vampire book, nineteen
0: ninety
1: something, no, nineteen seventy six. Jeez, really? I did not have any. Uh, actually, let's I see. What, what is today's date? April tenth. Okay, so Today in is- two days is its birthday. Uh, it was published on April twelfth, uh, oh. not, not uh, nineteen seventy six and um jeez you know i they were so far separated though well i know that i think Anne rice probably had a lot to contribute to the horror um Mm -hmm. vampire genre i don't think that it carried over as much into the work that laurel k hamilton did you know Mm -hmm.
0: um no i think i think hamilton did a different mm -hmm. kind of vampire it was much more of a a, you know the sexual
1: um you know mm -hmm. Uh, not a, not always going to be a bad guy kind of vampire, you know. So,
0: right. I I think Rice went for the more traditional like Bram Stoker mm-hmm. style. Yeah, in a sense, not yeah, I mean, all the I mean, way. The, but, the,
1: the, the the synopsis of yeah. Interview of the Vampire is a debut gothic horror and vampire novel, where the you know Laurel Camilton was much more of a whodunit mystery. Um, that that was very uh, film noir almost. Uh, so um. Yeah. Makes sense. And, you know, she humanized a lot of the monsters in it because, you know, just like people, they could be horrific or, or gentle. So that's true. Anyway, but that was one bit of follow up uh, that we did get. And I, f- I wanted to correct myself and own up to my uh to my <laughs> missed uh, my messed up Google searching there. So. Yeah,
0: it happens. You, you yeah, can't we, be perfect, Brian. You got to accept it. Well, it's a good thing. We
1: the World can't <laughs> handle too much perfection. Oh, at yeah. no. Le- least the contributors is probably me
0: <laughs> oh speaking of that sorry sorry i hmm. have a follow-up so guess who's gonna be at gen con um who oh that's right i remember seeing that <laughs> jim is gonna be there so it will be awesome to get some
1: signed copies of dresses
0: and i have my my dress in rpg that i would like him to sign even though he had nothing to do with it except it doesn't emotes. matter i mean it'd be, it'd be great
1: to meet him <laughs> Uh maybe we can wait yeah. in line for seven hours and, and shake hands. Seven hours, man. I plan to use my press. <laughs>
0: uh, no, I kid GenCom people who are listening. I am totally kidding. I will not abuse our power. Use your power for good. Much <laughs> um but yeah, I mean I think uh, I'm I'm really excited for the mm-hmm. next couple months, both for the show and for the hobby. Um, one of my favorites, again, we're going with too much follow-up, but I, I can't stop talking about it. Uh, one of my favorite, 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 it is also the number one rated supplement or number one uh, RPG piece on RPG.net. Delta Green, it looks like it will be starting its Kickstarter soon. So a new version of Delta Green would be amazing. So my, my love of Cthulhu and all all things conspiracy will have a new, will breathe new life again. And I think Brian went
1: to bed. Peace. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah, was yeah was do, one, 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 one drone too much. No, sorry. Um, I, no. I think it's about time to wrap it up, though.
0: It it probably is. We can't we can't stay here and have an hour two and half. No, although motion. that was pretty awesome because that was awesome. Jamie was an yeah, epic. So guest. Thanks again,
1: Jamie, and, and uh, thanks again all these great kickstarters that give us something non repetitive to talk about.
0: Yes, or that we'd be sitting here arguing about the same thing
1: about deck builders every day. Uh, week. No, we'd just shut down the show at that point. <laughs> not going to happen. We're not talking about deck builders every week. Oh, but I have this new strategy I have to talk to you about. Tim, it's time to close the show. Yeah.
0: Okay. Well, guys, thanks for joining us for another episode of Epic Turn. You know, our show notes can always be found at epicturn.com forward slash episodes forward slash This will 20 be 23.
1: Right?
0: 23 so forward slash episodes forward slash 23 also you know you can follow brian at Kelton or me at telshon i think both of us are uh, brian's a little bit more active on twitter than i am but i think that's what we're going to start changing this season and also epic turns twitter is at epic Mm -hmm. turn obviously also you can rate and subscribe us on itunes which we would very much appreciate Uh, you
1: can follow us on facebook as well
0: oh yes we do do facebook sometimes it's actually it's yeah we do facebook yes <laughs> but until then guys you know thanks for joining us for season two we hope to entertain and awe you with our wonderful wonderful stories and until then have some epic dreams
1: yeah. talk to y'all next time guys bye oh, bye <music> dun 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 I had to go out and buy a bunch of bowls because, like, the first step on all of them is chop up all these ingredients and put them into small bowls. You don't have small bowls? Um, in- I had, I had like, two or three. I needed, like, eight. You used to bake. How
0: can you only have two or three small bowls? I have, like, eight, and I don't bake as much as you did.
1: No, that's because baking, most of the, things, most of the time, oh, you only needed two or three small bowls, and then you needed, like, one or two big <laughs> ones.
0: All right. Fair enough.